special, Sukkot is the special festival for water. In the same way, we sit under a sukkah. The sukkah is covered with schach. Schach is branches that grow from the ground, grow with water. They require water to grow. Not only that, in sukkah, on Sukkot, we're open in a sukkah to the elements. Now, you actually can have, and I've seen this before, you could have a sukkah inside your house. How do you have a sukkah inside your house? If you have a removable roof, and I've seen these, removable roofs that can be removed, you put the schach on top instead, you're sitting inside your house, you're sitting inside the sukkah, all you need is the schach as the roof, and you're fine. So the only elements really that you have to be open to is the rain. The rain has to be able to get through into your sukkah. Why? Sukkot is the rain season. Sukkot is connected to water. Last week we mentioned that in temple times, every day of Sukkot, we would pour water on the altar. And that was the main celebration of the holiday was when we would pour water on um, the altar on Sukkot. And every night they would celebrate before they would pour the water on the altar. So Sukkot is connected very deeply with water because our sages say on Sukkot, God judges us for water or for rain. God decides how much rain we're going to get over the coming year during this festival of Sukkot. And that is why the Talmud says Sukkot is a universal holiday. It's not just for Jews. It's a universal holiday. Today it's only celebrated by Jews, but in temple times, Sukkot, the festival of Sukkot, on the festival of Sukkot, they would offer sacrifices in the temple for every nation in the world. They would offer a sacrifice for all the different nations who would offer sacrifices for everyone. In the book of Zechariah, in the book of Zechariah, it tells us that in the future times when Moshiach comes, not only will Jews celebrate Sukkot, everyone will celebrate Sukkot because everyone needs rain. Sukkot is the festival of rain. Celebrating Sukkot is when we ask God for rain. Everyone needs rain. So it's not just for us. It's a universal festival. The Rebbe actually interestingly pointed out that the UN General Assembly is always in, at the end of September, early October, and always comes out over Sukkot. It's always begin, the, it's beginning time. It's always over Sukkot. They didn't know that. But it's the time when God is judging the whole world. Um, judging the world for rain and for everything else is during this time of Sukkot. So Sukkot is um, the rain season, but, and therefore really is the, uh, is the beginning of the rain season. Therefore it's really a time where God judges us um, or where we connect with rain. But we only have the official rain season begins right after Sukkot or on Shemini Atzeret, the eighth day of Sukkot. Why does the official rain season begin right after Sukkot? Because we don't actually want it to rain on Sukkot. That's what the Talmud says. You don't want it to rain, you're sitting in the sukkah. You don't want it to rain on Sukkot. So the official rain season begins the day after Sukkot. And that's why we begin with this prayer, Tfilat Geshem, the prayer for rain. We're going to begin with tomorrow, the official rain season. Now, rain, it's not, it's not only that we're asking God for rain. We know today, even when we could turn on the tap so we could get water living in California, we know that we need rain. And if we don't have rain, our water bills go up. And they start rationing our water. You start getting penalties if you use too much water. They make you, make you turn off the sprinklers. We, they ration, we need rain. We all know we need rain. 
But in Judaism, water and particularly rain is, means more than just water and rain. So firstly, water itself has, is very, very important in Judaism. And firstly, it's important to life. Nothing could live without water. When there's a drought, everyone's in trouble. Thankfully, today we don't usually starve when there's a drought because we could import food even if the farmers here have trouble. There's farmers in other states that we could bring in food from elsewhere. It just gets a little more expensive. But there was a time when it wasn't so easy to import food. They didn't have good, easy ways of refrigeration. And there was a time when if you didn't have rain, you didn't have food. Drought meant people starved. Water is necessary for survival. Every single living thing on earth needs water. In, just in order to survive. But tomorrow in our prayers for rain, we're going to mention the uniqueness of water in Judaism. Our forefather Abraham, before he was blessed with his son Isaac at the age 100, he had three guests visit his home. And when they visited his home, he turned to his guests and he said, I will feed you, so I will give you some water, come come inside, I will give you water. These guests turned out to be angels, and they blessed him with a child at age 100, his wife was 90, his son Isaac. So he first needed to offer water. Later, his son Isaac spent time, the Torah tells in great detail, how he would dig wells in the desert. Finding wells in the desert is very hard. There's no water table under the desert. You have to find exactly where the underground streams are. It's a very difficult skill. He, was, he dug wells, dug for water. <laughs> Jacob later himself, um, the Torah tells us, went, crossed the Jordan River and later crossed the Yabok River. And the Torah mentions jo Jacob's crossing of rivers. Moses as a baby was placed in water. Moses was saved by being placed in water. Later Moses himself splits the sea. And later Moses and Aaron themselves get into trouble with water when God tells them to speak to the rock and they hit the rock and because of that they are punished not to go into the land of Israel and they were, they were trying to, bring, to create water. So again Moses gets punished also because of water. So water is very, very significant in our history but it's, it's important in life but it's particularly important in Judaism. In Jewish mysticism, in Kabbalah, it teaches us that water represents the godly force. Just as everything is the sustaining force in life, nothing can live without water. It represents the godly force. Nothing can survive without God. The godly force behind everything that makes everything run is represented by water. So when we say water, it's not just water. Water is life-saving because it's representing God. God is life-saving. You drink water, you're hot, thirsty on a hot day, you were running, you come inside, you take a cold glass of water, you say, ah, it's not just, it's life-saving, it's energizing, it's not just, it's not just water, it's God-given energy. Last week we spoke about the uniqueness of water as it having no sense of self, it's tasteless, and um, being the ultimate source of joy, but the water represents God's force as it's found in everything. So water therefore represents God's force in everything and everything that God gives us over the coming year. When we pray to God for water, we're not just praying for water. We're praying for every material thing that He's going to give us over the coming year. Or our Hebrew word for it is parnosa. Parnosa means our finance. 
all of our financial needs over the coming year. We ask God for water. We're not just asking for water. We're asking for all our financial needs coming, going forward. And so when Sukkot represents water, the lulav, the etrog, the sukkah, when we have special joy for water, it's not just water. It's everything that God is going to give us over the coming year. Now is the time to invoke all that with all the mitzvahs of Sukkot, telling God everything that we need and asking God to give us everything that we need. Now, there's water and there's rain. When God gives us materialism, it comes in two different ways. Sometimes things happen in a very predictable way. You go out, you graduate, you go to school, you go to college, you graduate college, you're off in your first job, you get a job, you're working there for 30 years in the same company. Nothing to worry about, everything is predictable. Some people get that, they're very lucky. So you get to, most people don't. You get to sometimes, and some for everyone has it for parts of our lives, where life is very, very predictable, and you expect, you know how much you're going to make over the coming year, and you sit with your financial advisor, and you're able to work out exactly how much you're going to save every year until your retirement, and how many, how many years you're going to live after your retirement, and exactly what you're going to need. You can speak to Bart if you need more details. So, <laughs> so that's one kind of material support that God gives us. But then sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes we don't know. We have a verse in Psalms that says, I don't know where my help is going to come from. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know. I don't know where my next check's going to come from. I don't know how it's going to come. Or I don't know if I'm going to have this job tomorrow. Or I'm between jobs. I'm between jobs. Anybody who's been between jobs, I'm sure just about everyone here has been through that experience. When you're between jobs, you're stuck. You don't know what's going to be next. How are you going to survive? How are you going to get past this? What are you going to do? And then you're back in a job, and 10 years later, you're in a job for 10 years, and you think back about the time when you were stuck and you didn't know what you were going to do. If you would have just had a little foresight, everything worked out. Everything was fine. Some, sometimes you fall off a boat. Sometimes you fall off a boat. Oh. Everything's unpredictable. So we have two parts of our lives. We have the predictable part of our lives and we have the unpredictable part of our lives. And so Moses tells the people before they're going to go into the promised land, Moses says to the children of Israel, he says, you came out of Egypt 40 years ago. You're heading into the promised land. You're going to the promised land. And, oh, we're not live anymore. My phone just died. So you can say whatever you want. The... Um, we're heading into the promised land. And so now he says, he tells the people heading into the promised land, in Egypt, everything was perfect. They weren't, they, they were slaves. But in Egypt, the way people take care of themselves, they were farmers, and they have the Nile River. The Nile River always flows. And they dug canals, and Egypt's a flat land, they dug canals from the Nile River and they're able to water their fields it's always predictable the land of Israel that you are coming to there is no rivers it's a tiny river it's more of a creek called the Jordan River it's a tiny river if you haven't seen it this is the Jordan it's small very small uh, there's a tiny river called the Jordan River the problem is that most of Israel's mountainous you can't get the water up the mountains so how do you live how do you survive rain. But you don't know when it's going to rain. You don't know when you plant. 
Will it rain? Will it not rain? Will it rain too early? Will it rain too late and ruin the plan? You don't know. It's very, it's unpredictable. You have to rely on God. And Moses, Moses tells the people, when you go to Israel, you are going to live this life of unpredictability. Which one is better? So we would think everybody wants predictability. If you could, wouldn't it be ideal? You went to college and before you even got out of college, before you even let, before you even graduate, you're ready, we're off in your first job. You take that job, you gradually move through the ranks for 40 years, and then you retire at age 65, never at the work. That would be great, right? Ideal. You have your pension, you have everything that you need, nothing to worry. That would be the ideal, right? That might help if you work for the government. So, but even then it doesn't work. <laughs> nothing is predictable. In reality, though, says Moses, that is not the ideal. The promised land that God is giving you is not the world of predictability. It's the world of the unpredictability. The world of that which is unpredictable. The world of rain. In water itself, there, are, there, there is water in the atmosphere. There's always water in the atmosphere. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you see this on sukkahs in your sukkah, everything is all wet. The table and chairs are always wet in the sukkah. Everything is wet when you wake up in the morning because there's water outside. Because there's water in the atmosphere that gets cold in, at night. And so when it gets cold, the water... Um, touches the ground, comes down, and everything gets wet. There's always water there. That's always there. Rain, though, is unpredictable. So the water in the atmosphere or the dew, that's always available. That you always have. Rain, it's unpredictable. Moses says, the promised land is the land of rain. Not the land of the Nile River. Not the predictable land. Promised land is the land of rain. Why? What's wrong with predictability? So what happens is, we had it in last week's reading, what happens is when things are predictable and everything, the sunrise and the sunsets, and you wake up every morning at the same time, everything works the way it always did, what happens is you think everything's fine. You don't turn to God. You think everything is okay. You don't rely on God whatsoever. And so you forget about God. God's not important in your life. I could tell you in my job, where people tend to call me when they get inspired, I try calling them until that point, and then I get a call, someone gets inspired. What is the most common thing that drives inspiration? Tragedy. Tragedy or um, struggles. Someone loses their job. Someone loses a loved one. Someone gets sick. That's when they call the rabbi. So when things go wrong, suddenly we remember God. And everything's working fine, everything's predictable, everything's running the way it should be. You don't think about God, because everything's fine. Why would you think? It's like, when, when do you think about your health? When you're healthy, and everything's fine, and nothing's bothering you, and you happen to have high cholesterol, but you never even did a um, physical to know that you have high cholesterol. You don't even know about the buildup inside your arteries. You don't even know what's going on. And then one day suddenly you have heart trouble or suddenly you get a minor stroke and then suddenly you realize I wasn't healthy all this time. Whenever, as long as everything's going fine, nobody bothers to do anything. No one tries to... The key is you got to wake up, you got to remember before you get the stroke, 
before you get the heart trouble, right? Before you have those blocked arteries, you gotta know already earlier. That's why you gotta do physicals. You gotta know already earlier that you have um, that you have that you have a health problem. You've gotta be aware of it much earlier. The same thing's also financially. You can't rely and in everything in life, you can't only rely on the predictability, because nothing in life is truly predictable. But it's important to remember, it's not just that what we do ultimately, we rely on God. Every, as a Jew, we rely on God, we turn to God for everything. So even when everything's fine, I'm healthy, and I'm well, and I don't need anything, and I have a job, and I have a salary, I have a good business, everything's running perfectly, we need to know then to turn to God. So Jew, for a Jew, even when things are predictable, we always live a life of rain. We never live a life of dew or moisture in the atmosphere. We never live a life of plain water, of rivers. We always live the life of rain, the life where we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And there were many um, of our great sages, before they would eat, they would turn to God and say, God, please give me food. And we actually do it every time we eat. We say a blessing, thanking God for the food. The food's on your plate. You know you have food in front of you. You know you have money in your bank account to buy food for tomorrow. You have nothing to worry about. Even then, you've got to remember, everything's coming from God. And your bank account could disappear tomorrow. All it takes is a second, everything could disappear. Everything's up to God ultimately. So we have to remember, even when we think everything is predictable, we have to always keep in mind that important, the unpredictability. And that might be why Jews historically, and this is still true today, Jews go into commerce in much, much higher numbers than, um, and always have, um, in much, much higher numbers than any other people. Might be why Jews, are, Jews tend, they tend to be more wealthy. Jews are not rich, as we all know. But they tend to be more wealthy Jews than people of other backgrounds but statistics show Jews go into commerce at a much on a much higher they start businesses many of them fail many of them succeed Jews start businesses rather than getting jobs on, in much higher numbers than any other group with any other ethnic group and we've always done this is true throughout our history wherever we live and that is because we always lived a life where we did not expect predictability we didn't need we sold everyone else insurance. We didn't need the insurance for ourselves. Or we, we always saw, or we saw it as an investment, we didn't believe in a life of predictability. We believed in taking risk. And we believed in turning to God and relying on God for everything. And not think, I'm going to have the same job today, I'm going to have the same job for 30 years, I'm healthy today, I'm going to be healthy in 30 years' time. We knew that for every single thing, we always must turn to God. So now on the festival of Sukkot, when... The festival is all about water, but particularly not water. It's a festival for rain, where we, think, where we ask God for rain. It's not just rain. It's asking God for everything that, we ha that He will give us over the coming year. Tomorrow we have the special rain prayer, introducing the rain season. It's not just rain. It's asking God for everything that we're going to get over the coming year. When we ask God for what we're going to get over the coming year, we ask God for not just what we're going to get, but we remember ourselves that don't get satisfied with where we are. Don't think everything is okay. Don't think it's just fine. I'm taken care of. 
Remember, nothing is predictable in life. For everything you need to turn to God every day. Ask Him for food. Ask Him for a roof over your head. Ask Him for health. Ask Him for your health for your family. Ask Him for good relationships in your family. You've got to ask God every single day. We turn to God and we ask Him for rain. We are a people of rain. Our promised land is a land of rain. We're people who recognize that nothing is predictable and we rely on God for everything that He gives us. So with that, 